We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too bad. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hi, from the future. Um... Well, I'll introduce myself in a second. You probably know I'm Ty. We've got Rohan here. The whole intro is coming. We recorded a whole podcast about Bucks free agency in which we said Serge Ibaka is probably going to be a full-time content creator this season. And what, 10, 15 minutes after we finished recording? Something like that. The Bucks signed Serge Ibaka. So there's, you can, we're not going to take that part out. We're not cowards. You can laugh at us saying Serge is gone. You can laugh at... Papayana's speculation, which is probably dead now. We'll get there later as well. Um, but it's apparently Serge Ibaka is back, according to Shams Charania, on a one-year deal. I think we're pretty safe to assume it's going to be the minimum, although it could be more because the Bucks do have his early bird rights. Um, what are your immediate thoughts on Serge Ibaka returning to the Milwaukee Bucks? Why? <laughs> I mean, I'm not like super upset about it, but also why? I does he he must love the Bucks, man. I think at least fifty percent of this has to be Serge um, wanting to get Giannis on. Uh, how hungry are you? Oh my goodness! Yes, 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 yes. I'm fully on board with the signing now. Yeah, fully on board. I don't. I don't know. I mean, listen. For the same reasons that we'll talk about later, that Papianis was fine. Like, he's a backup big that you can play in the regular season, right? Like, I think Serge is fine from that regard. I don't think he's anything more than that. He is like their regular season Brook drop coverage insurance policy. If you want to give Brook a day off or something like that, like, Serge is a fine guy to step in and just be a big body, good culture guy, which we did say about Serge. I don't think we ragged on him too much, but just at this point in free agency with not that many teams valuing centers, just didn't seem like he was going to be on a roster. And here come the Bucks, um, talking or signing him, uh, which I think it's really it's kind of fascinating. It It is very, very interesting. They have now brought back every single one of their free agents outside of Jordan War. Yep, who is still restricted no as far still as we restricted. know. 
film the news is going to drop once we wrap this segment up uh and then we're gonna <laughs> have to come back it's gonna be a two-hour <laughs> podcast it's an original hour and then 25 minute additional parts that we stitch on yep that's that's what's gonna happen but there's no room for jordan warren officially uh well I, so here's if the thing if, they're up yeah. to 16 but without Wara, with the two non-guaranteed slash partially guaranteed guys. So if if Wara is brought back, if he signs the qualifying offer, if he signs a different contract, they would have to release both Tucker and Vildoza or make other moves. And even if they cut both, they'd be at 15, which we did not expect to see this year. We don't. We never expect it. We expect them to be at 14 because that's the legal lowest you can have. And it saves, at this point, pretty significant luxury tax money. I mean, I... The Bucks still signing guys is kind of wild to me. We kind of thought they'd mostly be done unless something. I mean, people like Isaiah Roby, right? Like, there's some interesting flyers. Probably the Bucks won't go after, but here they are signing Serge Ibaka. Um, if the Papianis thing still happens, that'll be really fascinating. But I do think there's a part later on where we talk about a Hill trade, a consolidation trade. Maybe it's going to be earlier than we thought because this roster is just like pretty jam packed. It is. It's. Full as full as it can be. Uh, credit to the owners. Credit yeah. to the organization. Well, right now it's it's potentially fuller. Yeah, something you have to, you, you you have to cut yeah. one of Tucker or Bildoza. or make a trade. Something has yes. to happen now. We are past the point of you know they can just go into the year like if they want to they can. Literally, there has to be some sort of a move. And actually, if you count like pulling a qualifying offer, there has to be two moves because now we are two over. We would be at seventeen with Jordan Wara. So either Wara's not back, which I think everyone expected at first, but they tendered the qualifying offer. He was in Greece. We'll see. Um, Or, you know, some of these non-guaranteed guys or some other trade. So uh, we could very well be doing another another addendum to this podcast at some point, but it, it certainly seems like, or we know now, in the coming weeks, we will have more Bucks news, if it's minor or not, but something else is going to happen now. Signing some contracts to go get uh, Kevin Durant? Question mark. That's that's my mentions right now. Kevin Durant, you are a buck. Hey, I, I'm all for it. If Kevin Durant wants to be a buck, despite slandering his first round performance against the Celtics, uh, I'm very much here for Late, later. A lot of stuff coming. Oh, a lot of stuff. People coming. are gonna love this surge. <laughs> Real quick on surge, we haven't talked about him himself much. I mean, are you with me and just like a solid backup big man? Yeah, for stretchy. Sure, for sure. Yeah, exactly what you want. Like. He's way, way overqualified. I don't know at this point. <laughs> he has been overqualified at points in his career for this role. Um, right now, uh, what we saw last season was not anything close to what we think Serge Ibaka could be capable of, potentially. Yeah. Like, we'll see what happens at this point. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's fine. There's your backup big. If he's fine, I mean, like, this is great for Serge. He doesn't have to play that much. He can create, be a good content guy. Film more How Hungry Are You episodes. Uh, bring some content for us. Like, yeah, this is this is awesome. This yeah. could work out really well. Yeah, I, I think it's largely fine. It will be. Get some garbage time post-ups. It will suck if, you know, I don't know. I'll feel a little bad if Tucker and or Vildoza lose the spots for Serge Ibaka where, you know, there's really not much upside there. But we think we've all agreed by now the Bucks do need a backup big man, and and Serge just is fine, not exciting. He's fine. He's he's serviceable. Do you think he's better than Papianis at this point? Having not watched Papianis, maybe. 
Yeah, I don't think it's decisive either way. I think I would have been more excited with Papianis, but it's probably just Serge the mystery Ibaka's box. probably the more reliable. Yeah, up. yeah. Like he's he's a guy. He's an experienced guy, champion. All that all that fun stuff. Like he's still he's still a great vet. Yeah, and he probably Fantastic is better than he guy. looked, as you said. Yes, for sure. Uh, he had been dealing with some back issues in the past. Let's see, like a full off season with the Bucks medical staff. It's a good point. Could, be, could work could work wonders for Serge. Yeah, although I don't know how much he, he's all over the place. I don't know how much he'll be in Milwaukee this off season. I but I don't, let's let's check his Instagram right now. It's, yeah, it's what kind? What somewhere. country is Serge Ibaka? They're gonna see how fast it can find They're him. gonna have to send Suki Hobson to find him. It's gonna be like Carmen San Diego. It's same outfit too. Where in the world is Serge Ibaka? The last, but I don't even know where this is, man. I think he's in France. <laughs> that sounds right. That sounds right. What is what is this? What is he? Yeah, he's in Paris as of. As of a week ago, actually. So he might be, be somewhere else. Could be back in Milwaukee, ready to sign. Who knows? Um, all right. I think that's all we've got. We've got to wrap this up quick before the next bomb enjoy, comes. Enjoy the episode, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, goodbye from the future. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, probably a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the Eurostep Podcast Network. I am Ty Windish, one of your hosts, and I'm joined, as always, by the World Traveling Rohan Cadi, Rohan, how's it going? I'm doing well. Uh, you know, happy to be talking free agency still. Uh, you know, it's been an exciting. It's few days. the most wonderful time of the year. Okay, I'm done singing now. You sang before I sang. We're done. Everyone turned off the pod, so now we can say whatever we want. <laughs> no, everyone's gonna keep listening, time because they're subscribed wherever they're listening. Their podcast platform of choice, YouTube, whatever. Check out gspn.info for all our links. But no, it's a, it is the most wonderful time of the year time, uh, aside from the NBA playoffs because that's yeah. that's still my favorite. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the first weekend of free agency is in the books. Uh, a lot of deals have been signed. There's a few dominoes, uh, some big dominoes that are still left to fall. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But yeah, uh, Ty, how have you felt about this weekend so far in terms of free agency? Pretty good. A couple of notes for listeners. One, the big dominoes, KD and Kyrie. We're going to talk about that later in this episode just because KD loves to ruin date the fourth day of July every six years. So that could drop late. If it drops later on our on our pod here, we'll obviously cover it and talk about where he goes. Otherwise, we'll speculate and talk about potential options and potential ways that could play out. But we're going to do that at the end just in case it gets out of date very quickly. So that will be covered later. And second, it's only the most wonderful time of the year because of NBA free agency. Maybe when women get their reproductive rights back across the country, we can talk about other reasons this day might be wonderful. Right now, I'm not really feeling it. Okay, basketball, free agency. I think we have to start with Joe Ingles, just because the last time the listening public heard from you, Rohan, you were flabbergasted, disgusted, let us stray all the Stephen A words. You were all of the Stephen A words at Joe Ingles signing a one year, according to Spot Track, $6.479 million contract. I can talk. It's not early at all. Um, I, I just, I want your updated thoughts. And then, of course, I will wait. And as I, as Adam said, took the night off. I was on the playback for like an hour, but you know, I took the night off to go, go watch the Timber Rattlers. Uh, yeah, do you see their uh, Devin Williams bobblehead? <laughs> I did. I'm I'm really sad I didn't get one of those uh, Devin Williams quote unquote bobbleheads. Totally, 
totally Devin Williams. <laughs> no reason to believe it's not Devin Williams. But uh, yeah, Joe Ingles. Listen, okay, I'll start off up, up front and say I'm less, I'm less super angry about this contract. And just for context, we had been live. We we had been on camera doing stuff for like six hours at yeah, that point. Straight. That's fair. Fair to so know. That does that does sort of give some light to why I was so uh, so fired up about things. Do I still think it's a it's a big risk? Yes. Do I still think that uh, there's potentially better better players uh, you could have gotten maybe for that contract? Yes. Do I think it's totally bad? No. I think that's fair. Is that fair? Um, I think I'm a little higher on it still. I, I think, and you know, we're we're calling this pod like how have the Bucks done in free agency so far? Part of that is we have more context. So many deals were leaked in the first two seconds of free agency. And really, I think pretty much all the Bucks deals in the first hour, except for one that hasn't happened yet that we'll talk about a little later. Um, but pretty much all of them were immediate. I think Bobby Portis came first. Javon Carter, Wes Matthews were pretty much soon after. And then Ingles was not long after that. So we didn't know. I mean, news is flying around. Everything is incomplete. We don't know full details. So at this point, we're sitting there like, oh, man, how many guys did they pass up the opportunity to get for that same amount? And I think going through some of those is instructive here just to – I don't want to say not important, but I I think I just kind of realized over the weekend that like this free agency just wasn't that great of an opportunity for the Bucs or a lot of these teams. You look at a lot of these teams, unless you're making one of these insane trades, like the best player you're bringing in is like a player who you're not that – I mean the Dallas Mavericks spent the most money they could on JaVale McGee, right? Like the Detroit Pistons went out with all their cap space and got Marvin Bagley for $37 And that's not to say – just because, you know, other teams didn't sign good players that the Bucks should be allowed to not sign good players themselves. But I just think, like, Gary Harris went for more than the Bucks could have paid. I think one guy that was a little painful was Otto Porter for pretty much the same amount. But I think he wanted to go play in Toronto is, is the reporting. I think his is wife, is, fr- his wife is from there, and that was yeah. a part of his decision. Um, no, that's not the reputation they have league-led. Uh, listen, I, I, I don't I know. Twitter, sure. How are you doing? <laughs> oh boy. You just gotta, you just gotta go kick the, we're already there. I know. Um, but like, I don't know. I just think you look around and I just think there were a lot of the guys we wanted went for more money. And I think the only couple of guys who went for at or less than the TP MLE were like Otto Porter, who I think there was some Raptor stuff weighing in there for sure. Bruce Brown, Brown, who, you know, Bruce Brown also has said fit was a big part. I think the Nuggets make more sense for him than the Bucs, quite honestly. Also, I think he doesn't like the Bucs very much based on everything that he said. And all that stuff doesn't always mean too much. Um, But I I do think, you know, would would Bruce Brown have been fun? Yes. I, I do wonder how real is that shooting? It'll probably look better than it is. Now that he's in Denver, which was a big part of the reason he signed there. But I don't know. I, I'd like to hear your thoughts. But I look around the league and I just don't see that many, if any, deals where I go, oh, I'm really sick they got Ingles over that guy. It just seems like they were priced out of a lot. I think Thad Young was a guy you liked who went for more. Tyus Jones Not got that fifth. that much more. Than, than yeah. Ingles. 
Yeah, I know, but it's not that oh. much more. Like Tyus Jones gets thirty yeah. million over two years, which like, yeah, the Bucks aren't coming close. So go ahead. What do you, what are your thoughts on like just the market in general? I think it like the market that is fair. Like the market does dictate, like, hey, maybe this Joe Ingles deal isn't as bad as it I initially thought it would be. Um do I still think, hey, could you like get him on like maybe less than the entirety of the TVMLE? Maybe. Uh, I, again, I don't know the specifics of the situation, if they were bidding against anyone. Uh, yeah, we just, we don't know. We're not privy to those details, but it's just like, can you, can you not try and convince one of Otto or Thad to like come to the Bucks? You probably, you, you could, the Bucks are a better team. Like all the things the Bucks have been touting over the last couple of years is like, Hey, we want people to come play for a contender. The Raptors are not a contender as currently constructed. Yeah. I was going to say, we'll see on that one. As currently constructed, they are not a contender. So it's just like, how are you always getting these guys? If you're the Bucks and you claim to be like, "Hey, we want uh, we want to convince players to come here," so do it. Can you can you do it, please? Like, I don't know. There's a little bit of that. It's like there shouldn't always automatically be the conceit like, "Hey, these guys want to play for Toronto instead of Milwaukee." Like, come on, come on. Like, I feel like it's fair to criticize that a little bit. But you're right. The players available. At like the price they got Joe Ingles. Maybe Joe Ingles isn't that bad. The other part of it too, I really like that he um that it's a one year deal because of the injury concerns and, and Joe Ingles coming off of a torn ACL. The latest from ESPN was that he's hoping to be back by mid December, which actually would not be too bad. I think there were concerns it could be longer. Mid December is what, like a month and a half, two months into the season. That's if he's back and ready to play by mid-December. That that's honestly pretty solid, I think. Um, but there's almost no downside to it being a one-year deal for the Bucks. I guess the downside is he could leave and sign somewhere else. But you know, unless he has a truly amazing season, which would be great, he kind of ends up in the same situation where he's another year older and teams. There's probably not going to be that much cap space again next year. Teams are having to use these exceptions. Except for the Bucks, who with non-bird, even non-bird, which we know is a pretty limited spending tool, it still lets you do like 10% more, I think, than the last contract, which means if everything goes well, the Bucks would be sitting there ready to pay him like $7 million starting the next season off the gate. So there's the ability to keep Ingles without being tied down to him for multiple years, which I think to me feels like a lesson learned from the DJ Augustine contract. Um, and it would also be a lot easier to dump him in a trade. I mean – uh, six point five million. But the what? thing is, like, he there's a chance. Like, mid December is better than initial projections. But like, what if it's longer? We know the Bucks; they're very cautious with their guys. Yeah. What if it extends past the trade deadline? But he's still he's expiring contract. That's why you do one year. It it if he's but, look, like, look no, at Ingles. Ingle, like, go ahead. It's like then why why sign him if you, you're going to trade him before he even plays a second for you? Well, I'm talking this is this is downside this is like risk pre- prevention. This is not the upside of the contract. This is minimizing the downside. I'm talking about this is why you do 1 year versus 3 years because when you're getting rid of DJ Augustine still unsigned now on a 3-year deal, it's going to cost you something whereas like we saw this with Ingles this last year with Ricky Rubio, teams like if you're trading to get a, like a good player on a kind of bad team, teams don't really care if they have to take a guy who's not currently playing, who's on an expiring deal. It's just like, it makes the money work, whatever, uh, we'll send them home. Danny Green and DeAnthony Melton. Exactly. Like, that, that's, I, I'm not saying, like, it's a great signing because they can get off of him easy. I'm saying, I think the Bucks minimize their their risk here. And if it goes really unwell, it, it just won't matter at all going forward. And it's just 
a tradable salary spot. And if it goes well, then you get an impact player on a pretty affordable contract. And that's what Ingles has been with the Jazz. I mean, we'll see how he looks coming back. Obviously, there's a lot of question marks there. But a good defender, a good shooter, a very good playmaker. And I do think you're looking for guys who can dribble. That is certainly Ingles. And you would hope, even if the defense does take a bit of a hit here for him, that A, the Bucks can make up for that by having a lot of excellent defenders around him, which certainly was not the case in Utah. He had one excellent defender behind him. That's about it. Uh, and two, that the playmaking can make up for it. And having a guy who he gets kicked out the ball when he's out there with the big three and he can break down the defense and make a nice pass. Like Bucks don't have too many guys like that, especially with George Hill, you know, really just up in the air right now. So I think the upside is you get a very good player for this playoff run. The downside is, oh, it didn't work, whatever. We'll just move off of him. We have another tradable contract that we can trade super easily and we have no long-term risk if it goes really wrong. So that was my read. I know on draft, uh, on draft free agency night, you were really upset about Lonnie Walker. I don't get the Lonnie Walker hype. There's a, there's a lot of upside there. There is, yeah. You have the potential to add to a core. Yeah, you do have the I, – I just – you know my thoughts on Bochamp with this though is I just don't think you're going to be able to develop multiple non-shooting perimeter players at the same time, which maybe is me being too low on the Bucks' development, but waves arms at all the second-round picks who have come and gone and accomplished virtually nothing outside of Brogdon, who obviously was good from the jump. Dante? Could you have brought Dante back? Would you have rather had Dante than Ingles? Actually, I don't think you could, one. I don't know if Dante was eager for that reconciliation maybe no no i don't think it would happen and i i honestly don't i would rather have joe ingles yeah i I would too i here's the thing i i told you i have a galaxy brain theory on this oh yes so i think the bucks have assembled a thanos glove of wings for bochamp's development because i think you look at chris middleton who's i think all around we would say right started as a three and d guy added some playmaking some juice off the bounce but he's like uh, your star all-around wing. Wes Matthews is all defense. And then you have Joe Ingles, who is like offensively minded, probably the best, you know, off the dribble playmaker of all those guys, the best dribbler, the best pick and roll handler, I think, of all those guys. Chris is good. I think Ingles, when healthy, is better. Um, and a good shooter as well. Another guy to learn from. You have Pat Connaughton, who is like the athletic-y wing, who's like a 3 and D guy, who now can get to the basket. That is... And I, I tweeted this at some point, but there's been so much that's happened. I want to just revisit it as part of this combo. That is like an awesome group of vets for Marjan Bochamp to be learning from. And I, I do think – I don't think it's the whole reason you bring in a Joe Ingles, but I don't think it hurts to say let's bring in a vet as opposed to another young guy who's kind of going to be – even if it's not like a bad vibe thing, like basically competing for the same spot of like the developmental wing, right? Let's avoid that situation. Just say, here's another vet you can learn from. And you're just surrounded by, and obviously there's Giannis, who I don't even count as a wing. Giannis is a Giannis. But, and there's Thanasis. I don't even think you can learn a lot from Giannis. Yeah, I know. Giannis is like, uh, have you considered just like going through everyone and dunking? And Pochamp's like, yeah, I wish, man. Um, but a lot of high character guys, we know that. And, and just a lot of vets who have been around this league, who we can learn from. And I do think, even if he's not going to play that much early on, especially after Ingles does get healthy, hopefully, you know, knock on wood. Uh, this is a great situation for Bochamp's rookie year, especially given 
he's basically at the opposite, right? Like he's been on four high schools, a JUCO team, a strength training program, and the Ignite team with like two vets and a bunch of other young guys. This is kind of the opposite. I think it's going to be really good for him. That is a very good point. He is in a perfect spot in terms of development. All the quotes coming out are just, it's very encouraging that he just wants to be like a sponge in terms of being able to learn. The Bucks even released their summer league roster yet? No, they haven't. They also haven't signed him yet, which is a little, people are raising the old eyes because there was, I think Keith Smith put out a tweet. These are all the teams not yet to sign their picks, which could be a trade thing. I would be stunned. I would be stunned. I, I like I, the, I would be too. I like the theory better that John Horst got all his work done right away on Thursday and then just took a vacation and hasn't gotten back yet. That's my preferred theory because the Bucks haven't really done anything uh, since that that first hour or two. Um, but yeah, he's still technically unsigned, which just just it sign. Looks him. Like, it looks like he's getting prepared to play summer league. Yeah, I, 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 there's no signs except for that to think there's anything is up. Um, I think they'll sign him pretty soon. Unless the Bucks go and get KD, which, again, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, uh, but no, uh, Bochamp does have a lot, a lot of good players, a lot of different archetypes to learn from, take from. So that I wish, I hope that theory of yours is true because that would just be awesome and it's just fueling my Bochamp. Uh, the hype is crazy. The hype is insane. People, People hated me. People hated me for wanting him. Now look where we are. You're that that Jesus meme. They hated Rohan because he told the truth. And then yes. the next bubble is Mahjong Bochamp's going to be a stud. Yes. That's the comparison that should be being made. Me <laughs> and Jesus. <laughs> Couple of brown guys. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, but but the Joe Ingles contract, I'm I'm feeling better about it's it. It's fine. I'm, I feel like, right? It's fine. I, I'm it's, not I'm not over the moon, but I think it's fine. It's okay. If, I will say, I think it's a pretty small percent chance. If he comes back and looks quite good, it's going to look There's awesome. There's a very, like, very high upside. Yeah, I mean, like, prime angles, like, that could be the guy who is the fifth starter by playoff time. I wouldn't expect that. Or, But if he looks like he used to look, he is a very good fit. He like, was coming off the bench in Utah anyway, though. He was. Yeah, I know. It, it, listen, he, he wasn't looking great his, his, last, his last year or so, but... Uh, I don't think many people were looking great in Utah, given a lot of things. I think a much smaller role on both ends could be good for him. But we'll see. The starter tie is still in Utah. (laughs) I'm not going to do a Donovan Mitchell thing with you. Who said Donovan Mitchell? (laughs) Who else? Okay. Are you a big Malik Beasley guy? (laughs) No, absolutely not. Yeah, no. No. Why'd you go for Beasley? Why not Conley? (laughs) Oh, I kind of forgot, honestly. Freaking Malik Beasley. <laughs> I mean, like, like the the gap between him and Mike Conley is shrinking. Uh, yeah, that's that's, no, that's the problem for for Mike. Uh, let's talk about the guys the Bucks brought back, which I do think is is probably, and we did it too. We're nearly twenty minutes into this episode, and we haven't talked about any of these guys yet, but probably being a little overshadowed. I think maybe there were some people who just were like, all along, yeah, they're bringing everybody back, they're running it back, no question. I wasn't 100% convinced. I mean, there was certainly the fear of losing a Wes Matthews again, losing a Javon Carter, or, of course, losing Bobby Portis, either if the Bucks didn't want to give him the full bag or if Detroit had his head on straight and went after Bobby Portis instead of Marvin Bagley. I'm going to bring this up 10 times. I can't believe that they've made so many good moves. Marvin Bagley? It's a horrendous, it's a horrendous contract. Three years, $37 million fully guaranteed for a guy who's done nothing? 
Anyway, most people only know who Marvin Bagley is because he was picked before Luca. Yeah, he's not Luca. That's that's his legacy is being not Luca and hurt and bad. His dad hates the Kings. Will probably soon hate the Pistons. When you can pay I, that you, guy, you can't blame him for hating the Kings. No, although I, I love the Kings summer. We don't really have time to get into it here. I love everything they've done. Egan Murray. He looks great. He does. Wow. Shout out to the Kings. Anyway, Bobby Portis, four years, $49 million. Just ecstatic about this contract. I think it's going to age really well. I think, you know, Adam got way too soon to it could be tradable. They're not trading Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis is going to be a buck for a long time unless this KD thing takes a crazy turn. Um, I just think it's it's a great contract. It's great to bring Bobby back and really, in a lot of ways, undo the wrong that happened last year with P.J. Tucker. And I think this was the vision all along with having to let P.J. go, right, was, you know, we're going to prioritize the younger player. But if you lose Bobby as well, then you really just lost both for just about nothing. I mean, you got another year of Bobby, but it's not the same. This had to happen. And I think now you look at this Bucks team, let's get that pad extension done. Let's figure out a Chris Middleton extension. The core is locked up. I mean, they're going to be around for at least two more years. Again, pending more more years for Pat, but we don't think he's leaving. So they have pretty much the whole team locked up and ready to go, plus some new guys. It's Pretty exciting to see Bobby Portis staying in Milwaukee. For sure, for sure, you got You got to keep Bobby. There's no other option here, unless you want like uh, everyone to gather outside Pfizer and just be like, "Why? Why?" That's something that the fans will not forgive. But also, in terms of like a basketball sense, you can't you can't lose Bobby for nothing. He has a, been a key contributor the last two years. He's a key contributor to winning the freaking NBA title. He was thrust into a larger role last year and did very well into it. He is overqualified for the role that he currently signed a new deal for. He is very overqualified for that role, but he wants to stay. He wants to play for the Bucs. He wants to play with Giannis, Chris, Drew, Pat, list goes on and on, and be a title contender. It's just you have to get this done. Both, Both sides wanted to get this done. Everyone's happy. The fans are happy. Milwaukee's happy. The Bucks are happy. Bobby Portis is happy. And when everyone's happy, it's it's good. And so that's a solid quote for me. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, you're all over the analysis. No, but I agree. I just think it was a no brainer. But we still had to have the concerns, and I will. You know, for all the uh, the the folks who have been upset about some of the things we've said, let's keep it a stack as we always do. Shout out to the Bucks front office ownership. They spent. I mean, this was, you know, the years for Ingles don't really affect this year. It's still the most they could have offered him now. They spent as much as they could so far. I mean, right now, their roster is over full, I think, right? Like, I think are they, they're at 15, I believe, with Wara still a uh, restricted free agent. And we have Papianis rumors we'll get to in a little bit here. But it's like they might end up with 15. I would still expect them to find a way back down to 14. We can talk about resolving that after we get done with these free agents, these last couple. Um, But they did indeed do the thing they had to do, I think. But they did it. So congrats to the Bucs for not having us protest outside of Pfizer Forum um, because they they went and kept Bobby Portis. Yeah, they're at 15 with Tucker and Luca Vildoza still counting. Ray John Tucker. Yeah, Ray John Tucker. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they learned uh or do you think they felt bad about the PJ heat they got? 
all year long. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that had to be a fact. I think so. I, I do think, I still also think, and I said this right away, and I, I think it didn't age that well. As thing, Usually whenever you try to justify a cost-saving thing, it doesn't age well. But, you know, they picked Bobby over PJ. And, you know, I think maybe this year, this past year, you could make a case. I don't know if it's a strong case that they would have been better with PJ over Bobby. I think they certainly would have been better with both. But that just didn't happen. And I think you probably picked the right one. You picked the one that's Giannis's age. And I do think an underrated – like I see these – like Otto Porter or these other guys. Like, oh, they still need a, a four. There's no more minutes for another four. What they need is Bobby Portis and Giannis to really figure it out as a four or five pairing. And that's going to be one of the things I watch most this season. Because now – and we talked about this before free agency. Now that is your small lineup. Your small lineup is Bobby Portis and Giannis. Those are the guys you invested in, obviously Giannis and now Bobby. They are going to need to just figure it out. And and I think Bobby's improvement on defense is promising there. I think I want to see those two and, you know, any combo of wings and guards. I want to see the net ratings for those lineups be awesome this year because I do think it's going to be really important going forward. And I trust in them to figure it out. I like the bet. It's more offensive-minded than we're used to with that 4-5 or five spot. But – I mean, I like betting on Bobby. I like betting on Giannis more than anyone in the world, including myself or anyone I've ever met. But I like betting on Bobby too. For sure, for sure. It's just like you're you're trusting the guys you've had in your system, which is it's it's better than trusting other people outside your system. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you're already able to turn around and say, "Hey, how about you're here for the next four years now." Like that's exactly. that's a powerful thing to have a contributor come in for basically nothing. It's the same as Brooke Lopez, really. Um, but it, it says a lot that the Bucks have been able to do this with now Bobby, Brooke Lopez, soon to be Pat Connaughton, probably. Like it's not easy, as the Warriors are gonna find out probably with this Dante contract, and they found out with Gary Payton and they found out with uh Otto Porter. It's not easy to bring these guys in and convince them to like chill Don't for disrespect a bit. Nemanja Bielica. And well Belly went overseas, which I think was a, a smart move for him, a boss move. Um, it's just hard, though, even if you're contending, even if you're winning, to bring in guys and have them want to stay, even if it sacrifices their their own earnings. For let's, sure. let's talk about Wes, which I think will be a pretty quick convo. I mean, this just made so much sense. And he wanted to stay. The Bucks should obviously want him. He was so good. As we said every time, we hope they need to rely on him a little bit less this year. But why would you not want from the Bochamp mentoring side and from the a very playable, useful wing defender side, why would you not want this guy back if he wants to come back for vet men? You have to. He's proven even at his age, he is an impact defender. He is one of the best wing defenders that exist in the NBA. It's just that if that's all you're asking him to do, it's perfect. It's perfect. You can minimize his role if he gets like um, if it gets too difficult for him. But you can also throw him out there and be like, hey, make this guy's life a living hell for the moments that you're on the court. And he will go out there and do that for a defensive minded team like Milwaukee, for a defensive minded coaching staff like uh, Bud's system, Bud's coaching staff. Wes Matthews is a perfect, perfect fit. We've I don't think it's we've seen a better like in season free agent acquisition than than Wes Matthews. And no shot. No, no shot. shot. Right. He was starting for them in the playoffs. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. I mean, outside of Brooke Lopez, I'm not sure how many guys they've signed out of free agency and kept, period, who have been better than Wes was last year. It's a very small list. Yeah, I mean, they just haven't done it that often and have it work. But I, And also, when we talk about defense I mean, first. Body. Yeah, it's a good call. Um, we talk about how he's a defensive first player. He shot 40% from three in the playoffs last year. Like George that's Hill, a, that's a bonus. Yeah, George Hill and Javon Carter, who sadly didn't play enough. We'll talk about Javon and Chris, who played two whole games. The only players who were better three point shooters. Like six points a game is more than I would have expected from Wes, and he didn't make almost any of his twos. But like he was there when they needed him. I still think he's one of those guys you feel good about relying on to play, even if he's not closing big games anymore. You feel good about him playing in big games on the Bucks. So. Getting getting to bring this guy back for vet men, it feels like highway robbery. Like this is the kind of player who I think should have been a biannual guy or even a TPMLE guy around the league. If you look at some of the other players, I'd rather have Wes Matthews even for three years than JaVale McGee. That's just like give me any vet men. Set. Is Biz still out there? Give me Bismack Biombo. Biz, Biz went back to Phoenix. Oh, did he go back? Okay. I, I feel like so many things happened. I can't keep track, but thank you for catching that. But. Give me Papianis for Vet Min and, and Wes Matthews. I don't really want Wes Matthews on full $20 million contract, but getting him on whatever, 2.9, just feels like a ridiculous deal. It feels steal. wrong. Yeah. It feels wrong. But this is the guy who wants to be – he wants to be a buck. Like the, the story coming out of last season was that he was – he wasn't going to sign with anyone else but the Milwaukee yeah. Bucks. How cool is this? We've never it's had so this cool. before Again, in the last couple of like, years. Convince a guy like Otto or Thad. Sorry. I know, I know, I know. You can wait, do it. Wait Try. till the, wait till Bochamp is slinging crazy passes out of the pick and roll, and he goes, "That was Joey Jingles." 
Oh my goodness. If that happens, I take back everything I said. <laughs> if that happens. Oh I my need goodness. it now. Elite teammate work from Bochamp to take some heat off Joe Ingles. He needs to do that now. Yeah. Um, and by the way, again, I will stress this. I want to be wrong. I I was pitching after we finished the, the podcast uh, with me, Adam, and Jordan. Like, hey, if this Joe Ingles contract is incredible, we should do some content where it's just roasting me. But yeah, like, I'm down. I'm always down for that. Yeah. You know, you know I'm down to roast you at any point. <laughs> No, I'm down for sure. But the the last free agent signing or was the third. reported signing. Yeah, yeah. Javon Carter, so excited. Back, back on a two year deal with a player option in year two on a minimum, which is a fairly standard contract for someone yeah. who's on on a minimum. But it's also, as Adam mentioned, a guy who's been bouncing around the league, and he gets to pick where he wants to play next season. Yeah, and and he gets to basically guarantee he's going to have at least a six season NBA career which is pretty damn good considering how much he's bounced around. It's hard to stick in the league, and it's a testament to Eurostep guest Javon Carter that he was able to you know, stick around. And even – I think it really says a lot about his character, which he really seemed like this kind of guy before we talked to him, the brief you know, 30 minutes we got to talk to him or whatever. But think about – you know, this is the situation that made Wes leave two years ago, and I refused to hold it against Wes. I thought it made a lot of sense. He let – you have someone else playing over you in big moments when you are the better option. That's a frustrating feeling. And, you know, I think Wes probably had more options than Javon did. Who knows, though? Um, but just for whatever reason, despite how good he was, it just feels like the league is still mostly asleep on Javon Carter. And I do think, you know, Bobby, I think, is so much more established. I think he could become really important if he does be, make an elite 4-5 pairing with Giannis. That is a huge thing. I do think Javon Carter has maybe more room to grow in the Bucks rotation than anybody heading into the season. If he continues to shoot, and not 56% or whatever, but if he continues to be a knockdown shooter, plus provide the on-ball defense he provides, I do think, you know, how much of that goes into Ingles signing as well in terms of they don't have a true backup point guard pending George Hill health, whatever. We'll, we'll talk about George too. But if we can get another playmaker at the three, then it, it's a lot easier to fit Javon into this rotation, right? Like, I, I wonder if that has anything to do with it. I mean, he can handle the ball a little bit, but not a true backup point guard. I think his fit is odd, but the results were clear. He helped the Bucks a lot when he played last season. The amount of defenders on this team right now is just insane. If you project, even if you just think Bochamp is going to be like lowercase g good to start, like they have a lot of guys who can defend the perimeter and Brooke Lopez and, Bob, and uh, Giannis to defend the five. Um, it, it's really a stacked defensive team, which we know Bud loves, but really excited to see Javon. I, I really do think if they get this rotation just right, he could end up, his stock could rise a lot over the course of this contract, which may only be one year. He just feels like a perfect off-ball point guard to play with the big three. Yeah, he's it's he should be characterized as like a two, realistically. Tiny two. Yeah, a tiny two. But uh, he plays bigger than he is at the defensive end, for sure, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, just stack defenders. He definitely had like, it's all going to come down to what happens with George Hill. But even with George Hill, let's say he stays, let's say nothing changes. I mean, knowing Bud, anything's possible. But I think Javon might have moved to, might move ahead of him in the rotation. Sure. I think he certainly is poised to. And I do think we know Bud is involved with these decisions. Rightfully so. I mean, he's the one playing the guys if – 
Bud and Horace were diametrically opposed, it'd be really bad for the Bucks, right? It wouldn't make any sense. Like from Bochamp to everything, we know Bud is involved. I, I do think this says to some level, I would assume at least, you give a guy a player. I like it's it's a standard contract. It's a big deal to give a vet min guy the player option. It it shows some more commitment from the Bucks side. You would think as part of that, as giving the guy the second year, there would be some conversation of like, you know, you showed some things and like you're going to have some chances. I would at least hope. It's a stack team. I think Javon Carter has earned the right to play again. And for sure. And I think he just fits in with the guys. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he was over there in Greece with with Wara and Pat for the movie was awesome. And they're just working out together over there too. Yeah. Yeah. I love I love everything about like Bucks chemistry, Bucks culture, it just rules, man. Like, he also he also looks jacked. Yeah, this bulldog. Awesome. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Try playing, try trying to get, try trying to dribble against that guy. This has to be the best fit up and down the roster they've ever had, right? I think so. Like, who on this fifteen man is like? Oh, I'm not sure. I guess Vildoza, who we just don't know that much about. Like, we don't know if Vildoza lives in the gym because we just we don't we haven't seen him much. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I mean, he's been living in the gym in Milwaukee. He's been at the practice. That's true. That's true. That's the only guy you could even question. If you look up and down, I mean, Drew, Javon, George Hill, Vildoza, a Grayson Allen. Yeah, okay. We haven't seen a lot of Grayson. Yeah, we haven't seen much. Oh, he, but he did get his finger fixed. Oh, yes. yes Worth yes. noting, like, I'm more, I'm more okay giving him another season to show something. After knowing his offhand, he did have a finger bone issue that had to be like surgically fixed means something. Yes. Yes, it does for sure. And I've just been, I've been saying, Hey, year two Grayson is going to be way better than year one in Milwaukee. Although I think, you know, if the faster Bochamp does develop, the faster, I think we will see him in a trade just because very tradable contract. And, you know, again, I don't want to get too hyped about the 24th overall pick, but that's, that's just how it's shaping up to me. But Joe Ingles, Ray John Tucker, who's been grinding with the herd, and unfortunately may not end up coming back because the roster is getting pretty full, but we'll see. Uh, Giannis, Bobby Portis, Chris Middleton, Pat Connaughton, Marjan Bochamp, Thanasis, Brooke Lopez. Like it's, they've really like boxified the hell out of this group. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> you don't want, you don't want to face this team. No, no. I'm so excited um, to watch them this season. Um, for sure. Let's Starting talk about league. Let's talk about just the roster and George Hill before we get to this this rumor, which we shouldn't spend too much time on. I do think a trade is coming at some point, probably a smaller one. But this just – I mean, could they just release the two – I really hope they don't cut either Vildoza or Tucker. I think Tucker is much more likely. Um, they could just release those guys even if they want to sign their backup center and then sit at 14. But I just it, – does it almost feel a little too stuffed for you? A little bit. Right? It feels like everyone's going to be vying for some rotation minutes, right? Yeah. I mean, you look at Holiday, Carter, Hill, and then Vildoza. I think maybe Vildoza you, you're more skeptical of. The first three, I think, are all rotation-level guys. At least Hill went healthy. And then Grayson Allen, Wes Matthews. Again, you have some time here. Maybe the trade comes later. But once Ingles is healthy, then you also have Chris, Pat Connaughton, Bochamp, Giannis, Portis, Lopez. That's a lot of guys. Especially, I think the four or five is okay. You add a backup center who plays sometimes. That's that's solid. That's not too many guys. But the one through three, like again, if Bochamp is ready, that's that's way too many guys. It is. It really is. You're gonna have to make some 
it, there's going to have to be some sort of consolidation move, likely involving Allen and Hill. Yeah, it, there just has to be. Otherwise, there's I, too I would many think guys. So. I mean, if if Hill goes with a second at this point, it, it'll be sad because we love George Hill, but I think it would make a lot of sense for this team. I think so too. But again, we're maybe it comes later. Like OKC. Yeah, anyone who wants to waive him and doesn't care about their tax bill, realistically. But again, it might come later, though. I I do wonder maybe they'll hold for now with Ingles' health. Yeah, I think the, I think a move comes probably near the trade deadline. Yeah, that's what I've said all year. But the Ingles signing just makes it even more apparent. Yeah, I mean, you trade Hill mid-season to go back down to fourteen, or even if maybe you sign someone later, you can back up to fourteen if you cut anyone. Like that helps a lot with your tax bill. I think you still owe him what you've paid him so far, but it gets him gets him you know a lot of that money off the books, frees up a roster spot, everything else. Which I think if that's your tax saving move, I'm pretty okay with that because also it makes sure that he's not playing over Javon Carter or maybe even Luca Vildoza. I hope he's around next year, man. I'm excited about Luca Vildoza. It's fun. It seems fun. I like flashy passers. I like that kind of guy. If he's like, at uh, Summer League and Bochamp is there, I'll watch Summer League. Oh, my goodness. I I'm, do declare. If that happens, I'll be upset that I'm missing the first one. That That's going to be their most fun Summer League team ever. Yeah. Especially you think, bring Tuck, too. I don't think he plays Summer League, Bildoza. I, they, so there's been, like, a random website has, like, a Bucks Summer League partial roster, and he's on it. I don't know, though. I doubt it, but I'd like I hope so. I hope yeah. so. I, I want to see AJ Green, too, the two-way. We should say they signed a two-way. He basically seems like a smaller Duncan Robinson. Like, all he does is shoot. But, you know, the NBA path is going to be tough unless he develops defensively. But it'll be fun to watch at Oshkosh. Apparently, he would bomb half quarters in high school. Oh, wow. Yeah, like that kind of like a shooter shooter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that, that'll be fun to watch. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I I, um, I looked it up a little bit and I did uh, a radio hit with – uh, Elliot, I think it's Clow. Sorry if I got that wrong, Elliot. But he was telling me more about him because he is basically was covering him uh, in that area of Iowa. I believe it was University of Northern Iowa is where AJ Green went. And basically he was like a D1 level prospect who went there because there was like a family connection. I don't know if it was a dad or uncle or what. So basically he was the best player in conference when he was healthy. So it's like really hard to compare him to other guys. There's some defensive limitations. But he's like a very – like a six-foot-four guy. He's just an absolute flamethrower. So it will be fun to see him at least on the herd and in Summer League too. Again, if, if Luka plays, man, Luka, A.J. Green, Bochamp, Mamu, John Tucker, give me oh that vibe in Summer League, dude. I need that. that. That team's winning the title in Summer League. Oh, that would be so fun. Coming for Rashad Vaughn's all-time leading scorer. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully, Hopefully not because not. Shadi had like six years to do it. That is fair. Um, did he? You is six years even wrong? You? I think he played like four years. Every year I think I think he did contract. three or four. I don't think he did six. Although there's still time. Uh, I don't know there's where he's still at. Time for he's overseas somewhere. I think yeah. he's in. I don't even know where he's. He's averaging like fifty in a league that is not that, not that impressive. I mean, if we average ten in that league, we'd be pretty excited. But we're Maybe not that excited. Russia. Yeah, he might be. Oh, ugh. stay safe, Shotty. Uh, no, he plays for. He plays in Greece. Oh. He's coming back. He knows. Oh he knows how to get back. Twenty-five. The Bucks bring back one Greek guy every year. He's he's getting in the queue. How on earth is he only twenty-five years old? 
Speaking of shockingly young players playing in Greece who were drafted in the lottery, the late lottery. Actually, nice. was Shadi? Shadi was outside a lottery, wasn't he? No, he was 15, I think. Drafted in the teens. Or 17, 17. Drafted in the teens and then went to Greece. Yorgos Papianis reported the Bucks have a lot of interest in buying him out of his contract over in Greece in the EuroLeague. You see more down it than I do. I just think, you know, he's a big guy. He's seven foot three. He is, I think, the leading shot blocker and rebounder. Let me pull up Eugene's scouting report. Eugene in the Discord really came through. Eurostep assistant producer. Um, but I don't know. I think it's fine. I, I wanted a backup big guy. If this is all we get, then I'll, I'll take it. I mean, yeah, sure. It's a low risk. I mean, I just I don't really care. About yeah, that's it. fair. It's like, because at the end of the day, it's not going to matter too much. Like, sure, if he develops into, like, a, a solid center, sure. But then what do you do with Mamu? Like, I don't know. I'm just like, if, if it's fine as a backup big, sure. Why not? Because, like, we know the Bucks and their backup bigs. They're not going to play at all when it matters. So Yeah. No, yeah. that's And that that's a lot of why I'm like, sure, yeah, why not? It, this yeah, is, yeah. No, that's fair. Give it, yeah. give it a shot. Yeah. Sure. It's like, it's, a, it's in, insanely low risk. If he does pan out, that's awesome, but you expect him to not. And then you have a true big guy who can, like, do big guy stuff, which is what they really lacked parts of last season. So here's Eugene's bullet points. All EuroLeague second team, and he played for a team that didn't even make the playoffs. Eugene notes there. Rebounds leader in the EuroLeague at 8.2. Huge lob threat, huge in general, decent mid-ranger, decent rim protector, 1.7 blocks per game. And he's a good age. I believe he's also – I don't think he's yet 25. Uh, he is – Oh, he, he just – he turned 25. 25 yesterday. Happy yesterday. birthday, Yorgos Papianis. Yes. Also, we get a bunch we of – We know he's listening. Of course. Would you rather fight Yorgos or Admiral? I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I think Admiral. Yorgos could squish me. Um, For sure. But he also, like – yeah, you mentioned top rebounder, top blocks leader, like – yeah, sure. Like you said, a guy who can do big guy stuff. That'd be nice. Exactly. Is and also take away the shine like Serge Ibaka did in garbage time from Luca and Thanasis? Probably not. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. Serge, is Serge done? I think so. Uh, it's full-time content now. He's living the dream. A, full-time content. Oh, have, you sh- have you watched his like Instagram stories and stuff? He's living it. I know. Yeah, I, that's how I don't feel bad. I think he's he might have more fun, honestly. I think he will. He's Set for life, and he's going to keep making money. So shout out to Serge Ibaka, great culture guy, great scarf guy. I think the thing with Papi Giannis too, and people will roll their eyes, Giannis and him are at least somewhat close. Uh, there's a story that Eric Name reshared, basically like Giannis and him were talking about him dunking on, was it Kabokolo? Yeah. Or someone, whoever it was, you know, that, oh, I'm going to go dunk on him. Like he chats with Papi Giannis, Giannis does. And there are people who roll their eyes, whatever. I would give Giannis five roster spots if he wanted to make all the decisions. I don't care. Quite honestly, it doesn't matter to me. The fact that he only takes two at any given year for guys he knows, including Thanasis from Greece, I think is charitable on his part. It's such a small price to pay. And if the Bucks are going to become Team Greece low-key, that works for me. Imagine if there is like a, a Luka Doncic-level guy who comes up in Greece. He only wants to play for the Bucks. That's the tinfoil hat insane version oh, to take this. Oh, that's true. But it's that's like, let, let's be team Greece. We already got one finals MVP from it. Like, take up a roster spot. I don't care. It's fine. As long as Nick Calathis inbound, you know? Honestly, like, would be probably no. better than George Hill. 
No, you. I don't know. Maybe I've not. Watched too, I've watched too much uh, Team Greece of Kalaitis yeah. just pounding the ball into the ground. And and Giannis probably has too, and that's probably why we're not going to get Nick Kalaitis anytime soon. <laughs> Sorry, Nick Kalaitis, if you're listening. To this. Yeah, the, the Greek podcast right here. I think I'll fight. I think he's at the top of my list. Him, then Schofield, then Papiano. <laughs> I'm glad that we've basically agreed that we're really excited about the guys the Bucks brought back and the new guys were like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, sure. Why not? Have some I, fun. See what I happens. Did, you look around though and outside of like the Sixers who opened up room at the Harden thing to get PJ and like the Sixers. Celtics, it's, Celtics, Celtics the, got the, We'll talk about the Celtics. The Sixers big moves like really are not that. I mean, they're good. I, I just don't think. Daniel House on the biannual was a little underwhelming to me and I think it really that's speaks just, to. That's a move. It really speaks to this class, though. It's like that's there wasn't guys out there. That's fair. It's just I don't know. I don't know if the Sixers got worlds better. No, I don't think they did. I think PJ is fine. I don't think he's a an amazing fit there. I can't believe PJ wanted to play with Harden again. I know. It's. He, I think he just like he's on a mission to make or, the most dogs saw, possible. Like, yeah. Or he saw, hey, they're giving me thirty three million. Yeah. And- I, I think that I'm going to be making eleven million dollars when I'm forty years old. Yeah, sure, I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Boston getting Brogdon and Gallo without really giving up anything is certainly a little scary. This been I hate that Brad Stevens I, is good at this. I know. I hate it. I, I mean, there's it. a lot of downside for that. Well, there's not much downside because I didn't give up much. But obviously, exactly big injury concerns with those guys. But if they're all healthy, they're going to be probably a little bit better. I think they definitely are better. Like, they have a true ball handler, a true guy who can run an offense. Yeah, if Jalen makes it to the next playoffs without asking out because they don't appreciate him. That's fair, which is honestly a little bad. <laughs> have you seen the like tweets? Yeah, I have. Yeah, we like he that. He was their best player in the finals. I'd Probably the playoffs in general. I think so. Yeah. Tough scene. Tough scene for Boston. You know who would appreciate you, Jalen? We have salary building blocks now. That's true. That's true. But you know who they should go after. Kevin Wayne Durant. Kevin Wayne Durant. This domino has still not fallen. It doesn't look like there's much progress being made anywhere. Yeah. Well, it seems like the the rookie rule thing is, is screwing up everything for the Nets, right? They can't take back a Rose rule guy. As long as they still have Ben Simmons. So you already have to trade Katie and Kyrie. So basically at this point, they're on like an insane Mountain Dew Code Red fueled NBA 2K trade finder binge where they're like clicking the whole roster and just like what comes back to us. And they're not finding enough good because you can't really mess this up because they don't have any of their own picks. Houston has all of their picks essentially. So you kind of have to stay good. There's no upside to you. For tanking. I mean, obviously, you're going to want some draft capital. You're not going to be a contender when you lose Katie and Kyrie in the same set of moves. But they have to get this really right. And there's not that much of a rush for them. It's almost nice to be like the Bucks or you know, a team like the Celtics uh, where you're like, yeah. We're, I mean, the Celtics, I guess, might be in play. But you're just like, yeah, we're going to make our moves. We're not going to wait for this. We know we're not going to be in it. I guess it's just the Bucks. The Celtics may actually be in it. But – it's kind of uh, it's. I mean, it's the it's the future of the league, right? I think so. It's just, I. This is this is a hard one for me to grasp because we've never seen anything like it ever in league history. 
I mean, the last July 4, KD ruined, he was like a free agent. It wasn't yeah. getting out with four years left. Exactly. Like, the, I, I said on the last episode, like, this is the m- most impactful trade request since Kareem? Probably. I can, There's definitely okay. not, nothing else. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a good point. It probably, it probably is. I mean, you could argue maybe Anthony Davis. He's not that caliber player. He's not going to immediately. He's not, but he's a lot younger. He is a lot younger, but also, like, he does not make a contender on his own. Fair. Like, if you put, like, let's say the Raptors trade for AD, they're not a contender. No, that's fair. If they trade for KD, they're a contender. I mean. He's, like, KD is one of the greatest players of all time. He might be the most skilled offensive player to ever touch a basketball. At one point, I think he was. He's still... I think we gloss still, over the fact that his ass got swept out of the playoffs and he looked terrible. That's fair. Like, that's fair. I think he's still very good. Don't get me wrong. I think he's still, a, he's still like at least second team All-NBA. Yeah, for sure. It's still so, like a little that's bit... Still top, that's still top 10 in the league. I just... I do... I Listen, would I trade for him if I could? Yes. At the same time... In everything. At the same time, the Nets did that, and look where the Nets are. Yeah, but is that more his fault, or is that more Kyrie's fault? I, he's the one doing this. That's fair. Like, I, like you, they bowed down until their faces were ostrich deep in the sand to Kevin Durant, and everything he wanted, they did, until this last year, when they could not stand Kyrie Irving anymore, which but, I but wouldn't have lasted that long. things he did just pandering to Kyrie. Yes, that's the problem. So the problem realistically is Kyrie. Yeah, but it's but Kevin Durant's the one leaving because all they did was bring him back at 40 million dollars or whatever. They wouldn't give him a max deal after all the stuff. I mean, the two are linked. You can't just blame Kyrie or Ky- Kyrie. KD is the one who that's wants to leave. Name. Yeah, it is. Kyrie. But it's like He's the KD is doing this too. He's the one right now. That's fair. Like that's fair. You're, you're not you're not saying anything wrong. The fact that he is willing to give up on this team that did everything for him because they won't give Kyrie two hundred million dollars, a guy who never shows up um, and wasn't all that good when he did show up in latter parts this year. Like I just think it's ridiculous that he's he's really not catching that much heat for this. Like. This is a I, – I would – again, do you kind of just have to trade for him probably anyway? But if you give him your whole franchise, there's no guarantee that it goes better than this. No, there really isn't. And realistically, I don't know. That's what makes this kind of so tough. I still want him to go out west because I just don't want him to be on a loaded east team for the next two years or whatever. And he'll probably be good for longer than that, but I don't know if he'll be apex good for that much longer. But this is obviously a Bucks team that's set up to win now, too. And I think you're better off. Send KD out west. Send Kyrie out west. And then it's like, okay, we only have to play one of KD team, Nuggets, Warriors, Lakers with Kyrie I think would be pretty good if they don't mess it up, which it sounds like they're going to. Clippers, Grizzlies, Mavericks. I mean, they have Luka. It seems like they're not doing that much else. So maybe we can cross them off. But it seems like there's going to be a lot of loaded teams out west, especially if that's where KD goes. And then I think you're happy with that if you're the Bucks. You look at, you know, the the Celtics are the main team, like the Heat and the Sixers and the Raptors are probably good, but 
at least it's not like a KD super team right in your conference. For sure, for sure. You want to get the you want to get the best players out of your conference. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's just fair. And regardless of whatever we think about Kevin Durant at this trade request, you don't want to face that guy in the playoffs. No. I yeah, I'm still I'm not saying he's bad or anything now. I just think I don't know if I if I'm if I'm the Raptors, do I want to give up Siakam and Scotty Barnes and all my picks and and sign over my whole franchise to Kevin Durant after what just it's happened? One, it's one of the two, right? You'd have I don't to know. Give up one of them. I don't know. I think you'd you'd have to, right? It depends. I mean, the Nets are playing hardball here. It seems like. I mean, are they just going to keep KD on their roster? I would rather do that than take a bad offer. I don't think the value is going down. It's fair. I mean, like the whole the thing about like oh eight and Bridges and three firsts. Why? Why am I taking that back for Kevin Durant? I don't know. You, the 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 Jazz just got four firsts for Rudy Gobert, which is ridiculous. and some players ridiculous. That is a ridiculous. It's insane. Trip. Yeah, I mean they're 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 just done doing stuff now. They have no picks and they'll have no money in, in like forever. They better be they good have, these next two, two years. Of the, two of the three centers ever to be paid two hundred mil contracts. Yeah, the rules do. They have what fought three four hundred million in center money on the books right now or more. Yeah. Rudy Gobert making fifty million at age thirty some in a couple of years, like player option. He might opt out. You never know. <laughs> That's a good he one, might, Rohan. He might opt out. That's Sign a good a minimum one. with the Bucks. How how concerned would you be if the Heat get Mitchell? Yeah, I'd be a bit concerned. I wouldn't like it. Yeah, I would not. I would not like that at all from a Bucks perspective, especially like another guy who can create for himself and who's young too. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah, I think that extends their window quite a bit. Like, I, I'd almost rather them, I think, have to give up Bam and Harrow and a bunch of stuff to get KD than to give up, like, Harrow. can't do unless there's, like, four other teams. Involved. Yeah, which, it's, I mean, every, oh, I just heard about a six-person trade, whatever. Yeah, it's I mean, BS. Yeah. yeah, have fun. Because you um, definitely know that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'd almost rather them give up, like, a ton to get KD and have, like, a pretty thin team that's good, but, like vulnerable i think to a lot of things like their team last year KD and heat culture would be interesting yeah i i don't know if him and riley would get along after all this stuff that's happened in brooklyn quite honestly um but i'd almost rather that than like harrow and whatever else and they bring in mitchell and they have like mitchell mitchell lowry bam butler a lot of picks still maybe not that many picks but that's like Mitchell and Bam is a really good young core for them to that move to. That is a to. very, very good team, especially with Jimmy and Kyle as your bridge. Yeah, yeah. I'm like not I, that Kyle's doing anything. But. If he gets right, he might. I, I think he's probably better than he looked, but maybe not. Um, yeah, we've seen how hamstring in, injuries have sort of plagued guys. Like, look at James Harden. Yeah, who's graciously only going to take like $100 million over three years or something now. Wild. What a it, it's It's very funny to me that James Harden – is the is the guy who needs to finalize his extension over the next weekend in the Hamptons when everyone else had the deals done like two two months ago? It'd be great if he just didn't. It'd be so funny. Actually, I'm going to so sign a vet men with the Bucks. <laughs> would you want that? Yes, yes, yeah. I would. Yeah, yeah. I would. <laughs> if it goes really bad, you just cut him, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> actually, you just send him home. You don't cut him. You're like, yeah, nobody else gets you either. Yeah, just have fun. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're banishing you to the shadow room. James Harden, fifth starter. Yeah, you could you could sign me up for that. Drew Holiday, James. Yeah, yeah, that's all. That's solid. I'll um, take it. 
I'd have to delete a lot of tweets. I just wouldn't. Like, he could, That's fair. Spite fuels him. I think it'd be good for him if we kept our tweets up. That's fair. A last note on the KD Kyrie stuff. I think, you know, for Bucks wise, optimal path, send both to the West. Yes. Make the West a bloodbath. But I will say, I would prefer, like, West is good, but not like Warriors, not Clippers. Yeah, you, have to, you have to send them to different teams. No, and I, and like, like Kyrie, whatever. Don't send KD to a loaded team. Phoenix, yeah, like, I'm don't, honestly don't kind of okay it. with. Like, I don't think they're head and shoulders above the rest of the West if they give up a bunch for Phoenix or for KD. But like, if he goes to the Warriors for Wiggins and all the young guys, that's, I don't want that again. Yeah, same. I don't, I don't want, want him on Boston either. Jalen and a no. bunch of picks, like that's pretty terrifying too. Yeah, I, I don't want that at all. Just like, not Boston, not Golden State. Not with another first-team All-NBA guy is pretty much, I think, the most we can ask for. And also, is it? can we talk about how funny it is that after KD was hated for like joining the Warriors, his his first his trade requests are to teams that were leading their – that were the yeah. one seeds in each conference? Yeah, of course. Of course it is. That's KD. It's so funny. He won a total of one playoff series in the last, whatever, four years when he wasn't on somebody three, else's three team. Years. Three years. Well, he didn't play one of them, right? Yeah. He's been a net for four years now, I think. Or no. Yeah. No, no, no. Maybe I'm wrong. No, he's been a net for three years. Yeah, three years. Yeah. Which is just, it's so funny. Like, I love KD. I will defend KD forever. But that is, it's just so funny. <laughs> Seven playoff game wins in three years. And they're done. Yikes. Yeah. I mean. How is, is it just, is Brooklyn just cursed? It seems like it. It's because they didn't want to be the Swamp Dragons. It is. If they change to the Swamp Dragons, KD reverses a decision tomorrow. You heard it here first. They win the title if they're the Swamp Dragons. <laughs> Never change, Nets. Never change. Um, do we have anything else we need to cover here, Ty? I think that's about it. Okay. Um, let's see here. But the thing is, Ty, we're not actually done. No, we're not. No. I was going to see if you remembered. It is choose your fighter time. And uh, since... Wait, real quick. Oh, yeah. Quick. Have you seen this Genie Bus tweet? No, what is it? Oh, man, it's from last night, 1 a.m., which is not 1 a.m. L.A. time, in fairness. It's 11, but still, she's old. Yeah. I miss KB. Oh, no. He would understand and explain everything that I'm not allowed to. Honestly, he was the greatest Laker ever. He understood team over self, meaning your rewards would come if you valued team goals over your own, then everything would fall into place. All can reply. The beautiful what? irony of LeBron tweeting LeBron himself is just wonderful. What? Like, it seems like they had the ability to just, like, go get Kyrie Irving for their terrible platter. And they're just not going to do it. And personally, I think that's beautiful. It's so funny. It's so funny. They like, don't want to pay tax on Joe Harris and give up their 2064 first-round pick. To add Kyrie for the price of Russell Westbrook and THT on bad contracts. It's so funny. The Lakers always getting their in their own way is so funny to me. It's it's great. Okay, carry on. I just, we needed to. Just, I needed to read that out on air. Tweet. That is a that's an Aisha Curry level tweet right there. That is ridiculous. <laughs> All can reply is great. Like she dates Phil Jackson, right? Yeah. You can but tell no, by the tweet. They ended that, didn't they? You can tell they were compatible at one point by this tweet. Yeah. For that sure. is a very Phil Jackson-ass tweet. That is 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, uh, that's throwing me off. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so, sorry. Yeah. Gather yourself. Choose your fighter. Let's let's yeah, get it. Choose your fighter, though. So even though it is a holiday that we don't really subscribe to, because whatever. Uh, the Fourth of July is today, as we are recording this. Uh, one of the things that comes with the Fourth of July is fireworks. We talked a little bit beforehand about this uh, before we started recording, but this one's an easy one. Like, are you pro fireworks or are you anti fireworks? Wow, this is a, a new kind of choose your fighter. Yeah, are you choosing fireworks or are you choosing to not fireworks? I just saw a tweet somebody put in a Discord that I, I just feel like it's perfect for this. I need to read it right now. This is from Zach Toscani. There's one Fourth of July that sticks out to me, 1997. That's the year my stepdad pulled me aside from the fireworks show to reveal he bought a grenade. He tossed it off a nearby cliff and just he and I watched it explode. I started calling him dad after that. The man earned it. <laughs> I'm pro fireworks now after I read that tweet. <laughs> pro fireworks if there's a grenade. <laughs> what? <laughs> Can you just buy grenades? I mean, I don't think you're supposed to. Like, if I think, you can, that's very upsetting. I think there's ways you can get one. I mean, fireworks are kind of just grenades, in a sense. Not really. <laughs> I put off a mortar before, like a mortar firework, not like a military mortar. It sounds like a grenade. <laughs> um, sure. I'll say, pro, I'll, say pro, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, lightly pro. Lightly pro. I like, but fun don't to love. set them off. Yeah, it is. It's fun to be the one who sets off a firework. Yeah, I agree with that. Even the little poppers. The little poppers. As long as you're not Jason Pierre-Paul. Yeah, seriously. Be careful with fireworks, people. Yeah. Like, don't don't injure yourself. If you're drunk, the only fireworks you you can have. Do you know what video I'm talking about? What is it? Like, what you doing, Tear? (laughs) Oh, Oh, I think think I've seen it, but I barely remember. If you're drunk, the only fireworks you should get are those little balls you throw and they pop. That's all you can be trusted with. Keep that in mind. Yes, Give them, sure. let, let kids light them safe. off instead. That's safer. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true. That's not going to be true at all. Yeah, no. no. Uh, just you have, to be, you have to be an adult and you have to be in the right state of mind. Yeah, I think your reward for being a designated driver should be getting, also be getting to be the fireworks person. Oh, that's true. New that rule just rule. dropped. Yeah. I think that is, that is a solid rule that everyone should follow. Yeah. Uh, but you're pro fireworks, slightly pro. Yeah, I'm slightly pro as well. I get the anti though. Yeah, I, I feel just, bad like, for dogs. Loud. Dogs yeah, who get scared. It's dogs, children. Yeah, it's just like I don't know a lot for them. Yeah, plus like I don't know, just very loud noises. You you should be able to request like some Bose headphones in June that the government sends you to like, you know, protect the ears of others. For sure. I just want Bose headphones. Really is is where I'm coming from here. But so uh, if you want time to get Bose headphones, make sure you subscribe. Uh, <laughs> make sure make sure you keep listening. Make sure and vote. You, yes, and vote. I don't. Uh, if you find someone who runs on that platform, uh, take that into consideration. They've got my vote. You got. Uh, sure. Someone's gonna run just based on that. Can you uh, imagine if we spark up uh, like an actual political candidacy based on this podcast? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a single issue voter now. Uh, free Bose headphones in June every year. <laughs> it'd be it'd be fire. It'd, it'd be, probably I think be a bad. Lot of people would get behind it. I think it'd be bad. I, I I think anytime it's like, oh, imagine if there's another political candidate. I go, that's probably bad. 
Yeah. Just based on the way Waves hands and all of the others have gone. Yeah. Anyway. Um, unless Ty, you're running. No. No. It's probably. I, I think my tweets kind of just rule me. Oh, actually, maybe I'd win. You might. It depends on what you're running for. State Senate in Wisconsin? Maybe, yeah. I don't know. It's tough to win those. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on the Eurostep Podcast Network and the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Uh, Ty, do we have a review? It's a good question. You have it pulled up? I have one pulled up. Okay. Let it, let it ring. No, no, let it bang. Let it bang? Let <laughs> what it bang. is it, firework? Yeah, it's a firework. Uh, this is from uh, M. Sowden, S-O-W-D-E-N. Uh, five stars, as always. Uh, for the culture, best Bucks content, funny and informative. Straight to the point, perfect. Thank you for that review. Uh, make sure you all leave a five-star rating and review um, on your podcast platform. Choice. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube. Check out gspn.info for all the links. Thank you again for that. That's a very concise review, Todd. Very yeah. nice, concise, gets to the point. Shout out That's to fun. all the new listeners. I feel like we got a lot of new people doing the Substack forum when we were on playback during free agency in the draft. Like, welcome. We're we're here. Welcome. We're gonna we're gonna do a lot of Bucks content and some some random choose your fighter content. So stay plugged in for all and brewers at cruising for a bruising. Yeah, yeah, that's our that's our Brewers podcast here on the Eurostep Podcast Network. Make sure you check that out. A new episode just dropped as we were recording this. Big, big Woody series. I can't wait to listen. I know. Woody's back. He is back. He is all the way back. It's perfect. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, make sure you check that out. Uh, Pod Random, and we will talk to you next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.